and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood of the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But I like this right here. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You can be seated. Father, we love you today. Plead the blood. Ask God that you'd help us to preach in the power of the Holy Ghost. Give us great liberty, Lord. Help us, Lord, to share what's on our heart, to help, Lord, everybody that's here, uh, the, the students that are here, the adults that are here, the grandparents that are here, uh, us as a church, as a group, as a pastor, as, as church members of the choir, church members of, of leadership, church members that, that support everything that's going on, Lord, whatever position we hold, whatever place that we occupy, I pray, God, that you would help us to do it to the fullest of our ability for the glory of God, that it's not just get by, as Miss Keisha testified this morning, but, oh, God, let us thrive, let us thrive, not just survive. Help us, Lord, to see the truth depicted in our text. How, Lord, it seemed like a dying man is given some last words of encouragement, as if to say, I might be old and I might be in the bed, but it ain't, I'm not dead yet. I'm not done yet. And God, I pray you'd help us, to, Lord, as we enter in another phase of life, whatever it might be, we round that next decade, we, we cross that next threshold in our marriage, we get that next child, we go from seventh to eighth grade, we go from high school to college, we go from one college to the next. Lord, I pray, whatever it might be, even from one job to the next, I pray that, Lord, we'd seek your face and put you first, that you get glory and Lord, we'll thank you for what you do and all that you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I, I appreciate the goodness of the Lord today. I, if the Lord would help me, I want to preach on this thought, the three R's of graduation. <clears throat> the Bible says, Joshua said, as for me. I can't speak for the student next to me. I can't speak for the home next to me. I can't speak for the man next to me. But as for me and, and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I can't speak for the man down the road's wife. I can't speak for somebody else that's raising her children in a way I don't agree. But as for me, I want to go on record. I want it to be put down and the holy word of God that as for me and my house, we want to serve the Lord. I want to think on that thought as Joshua is telling us. We as saved people, by the grace of God, have a responsibility to put God first. He's the true and living God, the only God, the one that died for us. It is our obligation to put him first. I want to say just three quick thoughts. I thought we was going to be sharing it, and, and I had to call off the food, but it's quick thoughts, and I'll let you go to the house. Number one, I want every graduate in here, every seventh grader going to eighth grade, every eighth grader going to ninth grade, every mom and daddy that's got one of those in their household, maybe a married couple, I want everybody entering a different section of their life, a phase of their life. The first thing you gotta do to be right with God is you gotta be ready. You got to be ready to put God first in everything. You gotta be ready to give him the preeminence. He said, seek me, seek him first, 
and everything else that's going to be added to you. Your clothes are going to be taken care of. He said your food's going to be taken care of. Everything that the world worries about, if you'll just put me first, everything else is going to be taken care of. So I want to say to the graduates, I want to say to everybody here, as you enter in another phase of life, put him first. Be ready to put him first. But don't just be ready one time. Don't just be ready one week. Don't be ready one month. Be ready every day, day by day, to put him first. Anything that we place above God or before God becomes a God to us, becomes an idol, no matter what it is. Our jobs can become an idol. Our social status can become an idol. The club that we're involved in can become an idol. Sometimes schooling can become an idol. I'm not, I am for schooling. I, we need too many times independent Baptist preachers have been against schooling. I'm for it. The reason we don't have more godly people in godly places around this world is we've tried to discourage our young people from going on. So I want them to know we're back them. We're for them. I don't want school to corrupt them. I want them to change and make a difference. As for me, I can't change the school. As for me, I can't change the teacher, the professor, but I want to serve notice. As for me, at my house, we want to serve God. We got to put him first. You can, all the pleasures of life, hobbies, riding the kayak. I, I've got us a kayak. I ain't got a chance to put it in the Green River yet, but I done found me a place. Hey, man, I'm a looking forward to it. I ain't got no e-bike yet, but I, I'm a praying brother Childs will get a better one and I'll get the leftovers. Hey, man. Hey, I, I, I'm looking. But even, even the hobbies of life, even the pleasures of life, even watching TV, whatever it might be, that comes before God, that's more important than God, can take, that can become your idol. I remember Billy Mitchell was preaching one day. I was agging him on, shouting. It was in a dead, dried up church. Amen. And he was just in rare form. Most of the time he stayed cool, calm, and collected. He lifted voice. This time he done got tore up and took a lap around the church. And that's unlike Brother Bill. I was agging him on. I was shouting him on. He said, and by the way, some of us today are like the men I saw on TV. He said the only thing they got out of the house was a TV and a VCR. That tells you how long ago it was. He said, that I, well, at least they saved their idols. <laughs> Amen. Even something as small and minute that comes before, before God can become a God. So be ready to put God first in everything. Amen. Be ready to do twice as good as everybody else as a Christian. Well, when they find out you're a believer, when they find out you believe God, whether it's on the workplace or at the schoolhouse or in the master's program or down at the Citadel or in the military or wherever it might be on the job, when they find out you're a Christian, they're going to make it twice as hard on you. So you've got you've to know. You've got to know twice as much as everybody else knows. You've got to strive twice as hard as everybody else did. When I went back in the military and my church got behind me and supported me as I went and preached to the troops and helped that chaplain group, I, didn't want, I did not just want to skate by on the PT test. And I, and I couldn't do it now, but brother, when I went back in, I, I did push-ups every day. Also, would hold my feet. The boys would hold my feet. I, I'd do sit-ups every day. I wanted to do my best. And I was able, by the grace of God, to pass that PT test with a with 100% every event at the 18 grade level. Because I didn't, I didn't have them say, well, when you get old, that, that's, it's on a scale. So I just showed them I was going to do my best. You got to do your best. 
that you got to do better than everybody else is doing because they're going to make it harder on you. They're going to put more pressure on you. They're going to mock you and make fun of you. So you got to be ready to do twice as well as anybody else. Amen. You got to be ready to do the things that your parents has always done. Now, right now, Victoria Noah's in the house. Andrew, if you go down yonder, you're not going to be in the house. You're going to have restrictions. But wherever we go, our mamas and daddies ought to give me a good amen. When you first moved out on your own, you realized you had better be ready to do the things your parents had always done for you. It wasn't no more opening the refrigerator door, letting all the cold air out, scanning everything, see what you wanted to get. Amen. It wasn't always going to the cabinet, making sure mama had them favorite cookies there no more. Because when you out here on your own, you're going to learn to love vine, a weenus, potted meat, cracker jack, somebody say amen, and fall in love with ramen noodles. Help me, Lord. I, I mean, there's a time my wife would come down there in the military. I had ketchup and mustard, and I ain't going to tell you what else I had. That's all I had in the refrigerator. I'm telling you, you got to learn to be ready to pay the bills. You got to learn to be ready to get up. You got to be learned. You got to realize that alarm clock is not for you to get your mom and daddy up so they can come turn the light on, make sure you up. I, I should have had mamas and daddies amen in me right there. Hey man, that's right. You got to be ready. Got to be ready to iron. Got to be ready to take on responsibilities. You got to be ready to be on site, whether it's on, put your assignments in on time. The worst thing that I could stand, and you can ask Jared, I couldn't stand being in that Bible college meeting and feeling like I was babysitting a bunch of babies. I mean, my God, you're supposed to be men of God. Get your assignments in on time. Say amen, brother Jared. Hey, man, I couldn't stand it. I mean, my goodness, you man, and you, you, you get your job. Hey, man, and that's the way it is. Man, you need to be ready to be there on time. If your class starts at 7, you got to be there 30 minutes early, 15 minutes early. It's that way if you go out here and work. If you young people start working out in the workforce and you start at 8 o'clock, that don't mean you slide in the parking lot at one minute till 8. Go in and use the bathroom after you've clocked in. Talk to all your buddies. Go put your food up and then finally get to work at 8.45. And Michael Kerr said, amen right there. He works. He's got some people that work for him. Anybody that's ever had people work for him, you want folks to be the best. But as Christians, you got to be twice as good as ever everybody else. Y'all might as well say amen. Y'all know I'm right. I mean, if you get to church, matter of fact, my drill sergeant used to tell me, my first sergeant used to tell me when I got, if you're here on time, you're late. Ain't that right, Brother Troy? If you're here on time, you're late. You got to be early to be on time. So be there. Be ready to do your work on time. Be ready to get to work on time. Be ready. Amen. Oh, man. I get, I, get, I get thinking about all the things that you got to be ready to do that your parents do. I started to mention all kinds of things like putting toilet paper on the roll. Somebody say amen. Amen, it don't magically appear. Hallelujah. Be ready to pay your bills. Amen, you got to pay them bills. You got to pay them bills. I mean, whatever them bills are, you got to be ready to pay them bills. You got to be ready for life's challenges. You got to be ready for everything because life is going to present hardships that you're going to have to overcome. So you got to be ready. When you leave, you got to be ready. You got to be ready when you go to that next degree. You got to be ready when you go to that next phase of life. When you start that new job, wherever it might be, you got to be ready. Would all the church say amen right there? Responsibilities are difficult. 
But you got to be ready. You got to be ready to keep reading your Bible. You got to be ready to keep going to church. And listen, if you, everybody here, as far as I know, uh, at least except for Andrew, you're probably going to be close enough to come to church. But I'm going to tell you what you don't need to do, Brother Andrew. You don't need to get down there and, and, and use the excuse, well, I'll listen to the podcast and uh, I can't find a church like our church and I can't find a preacher like our preacher. Don't do that. Be a part of something. Be dedicated. Just join under the watch care of the church because we ain't letting you go anyway. Somebody say amen. I mean, we, we be faithful. Be a part of something. Be ready to put God first. Number two, be resolved. You got to be resolved. What do I mean by being resolved? Well, let me explain. Let me, let me explain. Uh, I, I was reading uh, about this little farmer. And this farmer was so good to all of its farm animals that the farm animals, animals got together and they said, we're going to make breakfast for Mr. Farmer today. The egg said, the, the chicken said, I'm going to lay some eggs. The cow said, I'm going to give the milk. And the pig wasn't saying nothing. He was walking around and uh, the cow came over and the chicken came over and they said, Mr. Pig, why ain't you saying nothing? He said, well, you can give eggs and go back and sit on your nest. Uh, cow, Miss Cow, you can give milk and go back and still feed your babies. But if I give the bacon, I can't walk away. I've got to give my life. You see, here's what I'm saying. The chicken got involved in giving the breakfast. The cow got involved in giving the breakfast. But the pig had to be resolved to do his part in the breakfast. And sometimes you're going to feel like, man, I am giving up every area of my life. Difficult. It is hard. It is struggle. And I want you young people to know, do what, do what it takes. Be resolved. Don't just be ready, but be resolved to get involved and be a part of a church. Be, be resolved to complete every assignment. Be resolved, hey man, not to waste your parents' investment. Somebody ought to say amen right there. If your mama and daddy takes care of you and does everything that they can, don't go out and party it all away. Somebody help me up in here. Amen. Resolve to make them proud. Ain't nothing wrong with wanting to make mom and daddy proud. There's nothing wrong with wanting mom, your kids, your, your siblings to look up to you. Be resolved. But then be resolved to come back and give back to the church. The church that prayed for you. The church that was there for you. The church that, that labored with you. Don't, I, I see too many times young people go off to college and uh, they think they get smarter than the church. They don't need nothing the church has to offer. Somebody ought to say amen there. Preach on, preacher. Hey, man. Thank you. Hey, man. You know that's right. They say, well, I'm smarter than that now. I'm more intelligent than that now. Wait a minute. We was all right to get you where you're at. Why are we not good enough to get? Hey, man. So be resolved to come back and give back to the place that supported you. I love people that want to give back to the community where they was raised. They want to be a part of other young people's life. That says something. That means they know that people invested in their lives. Be resolved. Be resolved to be thankful. Well, I think that's probably one, another great sin is the sin of unthankfulness. Stephen talks about it in the last days, being unthankful. 
when somebody opens the door for you ladies, you ought to say thank you, not I'm a woman enough to open my own door. Don't say that. You ought to say thank you. Amen. When somebody helps you out, you ought to say thank you. If people do, but it's the same way with the church. If the church is there for you and they pray for you and they labor with you, if mom and dad prays for you, labors with you, invest in your life, if everybody around you has done their part to encourage you and get you that next place, hey man, even, even us, as we got older, we, hey, the Bible still tells us to honor our father and our mother. We ought to be thankful. You know why? Because just saying thank you, it don't, it don't take much effort to say thank you. And sometimes saying thank you is by the actions and the attitude instead of the words that come out of our mouth. Somebody ought to say amen. Be thankful for those that's invested. Resolve to give back to those people, those place. Amen. Don't think you've gone past the need of a church. Don't need God no more. Amen. Remember, remember that these folks that love you. You got to be resolved. You got to be ready. It's going to get hard, but just keep going. The next degree, I remember when Seth says here, I'm one, I remember when Seth, when Seth called the first time, man, if I had my rathers, my, my wife can tell you, I wanted to get on a plane, go to doggone Texas, kick in a door, and take my son to the house, but I couldn't do that because I didn't raise a quitter. And it was hard hearing him call home those first few weeks. But man, he, he, he knew there were people praying for him. He knew there were people looking up to him. He knew there was young people in this thing that, that man, they looked up to Seth going on. What I'm saying is you don't know the impact you can have if you'll just stick it out through the struggles. It ain't always going to be easy. But don't quit. Don't be a quitter. Resolve to get not just be involved, but resolve to do whatever it takes to complete. I don't want to be a quitter. I don't want to be known as a quitter. I don't want to start something and quit. So just dig in. It'll be hard. Assignments will be tough. You may have to retake a test three times, but it'll be all right. Don't quit. Resolve to keep going. So number two, be, be resolved to keep going. But number three, if you'll be ready, and if you'll stay resolved, there'll be a reward. I want you to turn your Bible over to Philippians in chapter number 3. Hey Amen. Look over here with me in the New Testament. It's as if Joshua in the Old Testament was a laying out something that was going to be used in Philippians in chapter 3 in verse number 14. He says... I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. If you stay ready and you stay resolved, there's going to be a reward. There's a reward out there. God has allowed your life. He's called you to salvation. He's gave you certain talents and gave you the time, gave you the support system, gave you the prayer life, gave you a Bible, gave you parents, gave you people that will help pay your bills to make it easier on you to get at this 
portion of your life. And now when you get there, don't let the first difficulty knock you out because there's a reward waiting on you. It ain't going to be easy in the Citadel, brother. It ain't going to be easy in the master programs and both of them colleges. It's not, it's not going to be easy in law school later on down the road. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy in whatever God. God didn't mean for it to be easy. If, being, if doing what God called you to do was easy, then everybody do it. But God's called to you to be uh, whatever he's called you to be whether it's a mechanic a ditch digger a horse trainer with, with whatever a lawyer a senator a judge a speech therapist uh, an officer in the middle whatever it is that God's called you to do hey if God's called you to be a housewife hey man that's not no second rate calling that's a calling from God almighty he's allowed you to raise a child in the fear and admonition of the Lord uh, what a great blessing lesson that God has gave you to be that person that can influence your child every single second of every day. What a blessing that is. There's a reward for being faithful. You may not see the reward, but there's a reward. Just wait. There's a calling. Go to church. Go to a Bible study. Read your Bible. Be nice. Have your private devotions. Do your assignments. Fulfill them to the best of your ability. Be resolved, and there'll be a reward. When people speak to you, don't sit around like a bunch of lazy bums. Get off your hind end backside and stand up, look them eyeball to eyeball, and talk to them. Don't let somebody older than you talk to you while you're sitting down. Stand up. Be a, be a respectful. Say yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. Be thankful, and you'll be surprised how many people will go the extra mile just because they see somebody with manners and respect and doing their best. It'll be, you'll be surprised the doors that are open for you just because they see somebody that's wanting to do the best that they can and whatever position they are. Your best may not be somebody else's best, but that ain't your job. Your best is to be the best that God wants you to be. Amen. Shake their hand, look them in the eye, do good work, do the best you can at every area. When other people ain't doing the best, do the best. Sometimes I, I tell my wife sometimes on the job, I say, baby, it ain't your job to fix everybody else's problems. And she'll tell me, what I have said many times to my boys, baby, it don't matter if they do right, I'm gonna do right. Boy, I like that. It don't matter what nobody else does. We've got to answer. That's what Joshua said. As for me, Paul said, I'm pressing toward. I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm going to press. Hey, man, there's a mark out yonder. There's a reward out yonder. There's a high calling out yonder, and I'm going to lean into it. I ain't backing up. My heels are dug in. I'm a leaning into it. I'm going to do my best to be the best that God wants me to be. Amen. Put him first in every decision that you make, and you'll be ready. Put him first in every choice that you take and you'll be resolved. Put him first in every single option that comes, and he will always, amen, give you a reward. You say, preacher, man, I just want to make a name for myself. That's good. I appreciate all the cords, all the rewards. You know, I, I, I was like no at one time. I didn't want nobody to know, you know, uh, I... Brother Childs, I got embarrassed sometimes because a very small percentage of the class when I went back in, 
I felt like I had a duty to Landrum Independent Baptist Church and a duty to the God that allowed me to go back and, and pass that PT. I had an obligation to the best. I wasn't satisfied by meeting course standards. I wanted to be in that very small percentage where it said exceeded course standards. And I'd get embarrassed because somebody said, exceeded course standards, exceeded course standards, exceeded course standards, exceeded course. Well, man, you think you're something like that. And I didn't want nobody to see it. I was embarrassed. But you know what? I finally realized, no, I ain't going to be embarrassed. It's God to help me and ought to be thankful for it. You'll be thankful for every medal, every coin. You'll be thankful for every opportunity, every reward that God gives you. Don't never be ashamed of the achievement God allows you to have. Don't be ashamed that God gives you the intelligence to keep on excelling. You ought to thank God for it. You ought to praise God. It's not about being haughty. It's about being thankful. I mean, I, I get to tell and say, man, I'm proud of you. He made a rank and he'll say, oh, I ain't nothing. There's a little up. Yeah, it is something. It's something that, that, that you didn't wait till everybody else did it, but you set the standard. Seth was here early today, and uh, he ain't going to want me to tell it, but he's early today because he's the only one in his unit that went ahead and took the National Registry death. And I, I'm glad of that. He got to be a church early. Somebody say amen. You never know, brother Childs. Amen. He, I got to talk to Seth. Me and Michelle got to talk to Seth one day because he tore apart the M16 faster than anybody else in basic training. We got an extra conversation. There'll be a reward that'll be a blessing to everybody around you if you'll just do your best. So always be resolved. There'll be a reward. And listen, there's nothing wrong with making a name in yourself. But I want to talk to everybody here for a minute. These are graduation from associates, now bachelor, associate, now bachelor, going to go into master, going to be high school, going to be one day we're going to be celebrating your graduation from the Citadel. And then you're going to get paid at officer pay, and the tithe's going to go up tremendously. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Seth said, Amen. 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 Woo! Amen. And, I, and here's what I got to think. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Thank God for every graduation. But church, listen, you can work hard and get a rope. You can work hard and get a reward. But ain't you glad there's going to be a graduation one day? That not one single thing is going to be, not one reward is going to be because of the efforts we've made. <laughs> There's going to be a graduation one day from earth to heaven, from mortal to immortal. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I'm, I ain't nothing wrong with getting your name and, and making a name for yourself. But thank God for a name, being in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's the greatest place a name could be. Hey, man, nothing wrong with being successful in your achievement. But won't it be something to hear him say, Enter in, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you reward a minute. Nothing wrong with getting degrees. Nothing wrong with graduation. Oh, but thank God for the Lamb that took away the sins of the world. Amen. And my sins. Nothing wrong with being successful and wearing pearls around your neck and getting jobs and having money in the bank. But thank God for the pearl of great price. Nothing wrong with one day getting a rock on your finger. But ain't you glad you know the rock of all ages ain't nothing wrong with success
success, but there's nothing like knowing the Savior. That's what's gonna make the difference. We talked in the prayer room. It ain't about what you know when it comes to heaven. It's about who you know. And ain't you glad Jesus knows who you are and you know who he is. Amen. Amen. Nothing wrong building a city. But boy, I'm looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. Nothing wrong with the accolades of the world. Thank God Paul said it like this. And I mean, Paul had to be resolved. He was let down in the basket. He was whipped. Forty saved one. Twice. Forty stripes saved one. Twice. Left for dead. Shipwreck. Abased. I mean, here's a man who just loved God. But he said, I'll tell you what I've learned. Wherever I'm at, I'm just going to be content. And I'm gonna re- <laughs> Here's what Paul said at the end of his life. After all that he'd been through, he was ready. After all that he'd faced, he was resolved. After all that Joshua had seen and been through, he was ready, he was resolved. And when it got down to the end... Joshua cared more about the reward than his reputation. He said, I tell you what you can do. You can do what you want to do. You can serve him other gods. You can serve who your father served. You can serve the God of the Amorites. But just remember, you living in their land. Their God wasn't too big. They out of here. We're in here. Amen. But as for me, just me, I'm only concerned. I've got to answer for me. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Paul said at the end of his life, he wasn't a bit scared. He wasn't scared to face the death. He wasn't scared to cross that threshold of life. Here's what he said. He said, I said it this morning. There's a crown waiting on me. But not just a crown for me, but for all them that love his appearing. So matter if your mama, your daddy, young person, I'm glad there is a graduation all of us are headed to. Man, ain't nothing we can do to earn that graduation. It's already been done for us. So here's our responsibility, brother. Because we are going to graduate, let's do the best we can to represent right down here. We need to be ready. We need to be resolved. We're living in 2023. There's a lot of folks ready to be a Christian. To be one in 2023, you got to be resolved to be a Christian. But I want to tell you what, if you'll just be ready, be resolved, there'll be a reward. Some of your rewards are going to be a diploma. Man, there's nothing wrong with that. It's going to be accolades and ropes and medals and successes and summa cum laude on your, on, on your diplomas. And man, there's going to be it's going to be great position and great opportunities and door open that nobody could open but God. Man, there's going to be doors and opportunities and jobs and privileges that only God could make possible. And you know when it's all said and done and we're looking back on it? The only thing that matters is that we put God first, that we saw His face, stayed faithful in prayer and church and stayed faithful and committed to the things that God wants us to be committed to. And so when we end up and face him face to face, and we get that reward and that great graduation day, we'll hear him say, good and faithful servant, enter into the joys of the Lord. Thank God there's a graduation day coming for every believer. And I hope you made things ready.
Hope you get resolved. Thank God there will be a reward. I love what it says. I'm going to wrap it up with this. Look what the Bible says. In, Re in Revelations, had to make sure my clock, I was fixing to say the date, and it is, as far as I know, unless this thing's wrong, is May the 7th. On May the 7th in 2023, remember I said this to you. He that is unjust, Revelation 22, verse, 20, uh, verse 11. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. He which is filthy, let him be filthy still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. He that is holy, let him be holy still. Look, in other words, wherever, whichever way the tree falls, there it lays. But what, watch what he says. Verse 12. And behold, I, am, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I say, the Lord Jesus is bringing a reward for a redeemed people. Amen. What a time that's going to be. Let's all stand heads bowed and eyes closed.